0: Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, the podcast which gives you keys to claiming your personal power. For more than a decade now, I've studied the king, warrior, magician, lover archetypes. And in this time of great turmoil, I will reveal their secrets. My name is Ivan Fikenskav Schellum, founder of Men's Initiation, Reclaim Your Inner Throne. And it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. So I find myself right now at the very center of Sweden at a manor called Torpshamar Haregor. It's a fairly uh, dilapidated place. It really could do with a paint job. But, uh, well, this is where I'm staying together with Michelle and we're here for Midsummer. Just down the road here, some friends of ours have invited a lot of people for Midsummer and um, it's nice to have an opportunity To get away from a life that I've found to be a little monotonous lately Even though it's been this just incredible place uh, outside of Stockholm To live and to experience nature You know, things can get a little bit samey in these times But with things opening up more I'm really happy to be up here We're we're by a river Some boats going past here now and uh, So I'm going to just be walking around on the big lawn in front of this Torpsammarhergård, and I'm going to speak to you today about reclaiming anger, and how that can help us develop our personal power. Okay, so the way that we're going to do this is we're going to split this episode into two parts, and in the first part I will be going into a little bit of my own childhood experiences and life experiences with anger how I've come to work with it. I'm going to be sharing a bit about what has made this so relevant for me and for a lot of people right now. And also some general reflections on the theme. And in the second part, after the break, we'll be going into some solutions and how to work with it creatively, this red force, this anger, in ways that, well, they are taboo and typically, because they're taboo, they're also very healthy and uh, functional. Most of the accepted ways of working with anger are like utterly broken and maladaptive strategies for for dealing with the um, the the challenge of the red force inside of us. So yeah, so the red force, this idea of the red force, it comes from it comes in part from the, uh, the legend of the, the Red Knight, you know, the, the Parsifal myth comes with this idea of the Red Knight being this beastly, savage warrior, but this, this color red has also been present in myths and fairy tales as a symbol of, uh, similar themes and blood and desire and instinct and, you know, it's, we see red when we're angry, you, you know, we have this as a, as an expression in our language, uh, red is the color of the Taurus. You know, you hold the red, the color red, in front of the Taurus, and they come charging. I happen to be Taurus astrologically, and so I do seem to have a little bit of a relationship with this color and this energy. Um, so, the reason uh, why I came to uh, return to this topic. Uh, with such renewed inspiration re- recently is that uh, Science and Non-Duality came out with a documentary about Gabor Maté's work on trauma and addiction. And um, that, that's about two weeks ago now, I guess, that I watched that the first time. And one of the things that Gabor Maté, uh, he's, uh, he's, um, his work on trauma is, uh, is becoming increasingly popular and, and is very skilled with it. He's an inspiring man, and one of the things that he he was talking about is how taboo trauma, no, how taboo anger has become in our culture. And in the many intimate conversations he has with people, patients in the documentary, he keeps asking them about anger and you know about boundaries, and he tells them that. If you don't have your anger activated, you can be depressed, you can be lethargic, you can even experience disease and even cancer. So this is a hell of a price to pay for not allowing the emotion of anger, right? And so what what happens when we don't allow anger to move through our system? Well, we store it in our system. And so most people who are quote-unquote nice, they have months, years, or decades of anger accumulated in the very tissues of their body. And so often what you'll find with these people is that at moments the, the cup overflows and they just blow. They have an uncharacteristic tantrum, or they, they scream in a savage way. They could even lash out and hurt people. Unfortunately, there's some guy hammering some metal in the distance here. So if you can hear some of that, then I'm sorry. But there's nothing I can do about it. So so, so this is, this is often what we see when we see these high school shootings. Uh, that have become so unfortunately normal and uh they're very they're very normal in the united states because the united states has a particular pathology around these things um what we'll see a lot of the time is that we have a an unassuming young man who was seemingly quiet and shy wasn't very popular didn't didn't have a lot of friends didn't have a lot of attention from from girls but also didn't seem to bother anyone. And then he he came home and he went into his basement. Typically, there was no father in the house. And oftentimes, a mother that was feeling resentful towards men and so typically had some level of shaming messages around masculinity to their son. And so now you have an accumulated cesspool of self-sabotage self-hatred you know this this young man hasn't had any positive validation in his life really and he hasn't had any formative male relationships to help him with the simmering resentment on the inside. And what I know, based on my understanding of the deep psychology and archetypal theory, is that what happens is that this man doesn't feel any kind of mastery in his life. feels very incompetent, unpopular. He is. He is unpopular. But maybe he has some competencies. But but he doesn't feel, like, loved or celebrated for them. And it's very common today, as our culture has become so hostile towards... Males that, well, young men, they they grow up in a culture that doesn't really appreciate them. And so then they snap. They they have to overcompensate with an internal grandiosity. Grandiosity being something that, like, a a sense of self-worth or a sense of, like, an internal a self-evaluation that doesn't correspond with the actual lived experience. And so this is a compensatory strategy. I make myself bigger than I actually am. And when a young man is sufficiently wounded, he is so broken and small to begin with, that that compensation needs to be tremendous. And so he turns himself into a demigod and wants to rain fire and brimstone and the fury of hell down on all of the people who didn't love him, right? I've, I've spoken to this in the past. But this is how these high school shootings happen. And then you find some batshit crazy manifesto where, where the, the, uh, the young man basically has the internalized dialogue of a war god, a god of war, like Ares or something like that. Like these, these puny little bugs that have n- done nothing, nothing that is right or true or just in the world. I will enact my revenge on these inferior beings. You know, this kind of uh, insanity is a feature, ultimately, of repressing anger. You get this, the the initial thing of course is that the world isn't being nice to me, but the world will not be nice to you, I mean it will and it will not, both will be true, and all of the times that it's not nice to us, we are called upon to have a boundary and to stand firm in our red force, in our warrior, and say, no, this is unacceptable. And if you take one step closer to me, you will pay the consequences. This is the kind of language that in our politically correct culture, we seem to believe is primitive, brutish, barbaric. And this is why our culture is so, so screwed. Because we don't understand how life-giving this energy is. How important this energy is. That you have to have a no in order to defend your soft heart and your innocence. Or anyone else's soft heart and innocence. So obviously, when I was little, I didn't understand these things. I grew up in an academic household. My father, he... um, he had some of the classical virtues of the masculine uh, embodied within, uh, within him but it was values of service and of you know dedication to uh, to the people around him loyalty to his family he grew up in times of scarcity during the world war and, and so he knew what it was like to not experience abundance. And so because of that, he had learned various hardships about life that gave him a sense of gloom in his personality. He wasn't much fun to be with most of the time. But at the same time, he had a level of responsibility and a sense of dedication that a lot of men don't have anymore because they haven't been given these lessons through hardship that he was. And so, so that was the good thing. But the bad thing is that he didn't embody his anger. He didn't embody a healthy grounded power because he lived in his head like I have to a large degree done in the past myself. And so I didn't learn to be with anger. And I didn't learn much about dealing with this red force. And so at the beginning of my 20s, things were coming to a head. And the, the red force was starting to knock on the doors to my conscious in a very intense, vigorous way. I started to see internal imagery motivated by this red force images of violence and destruction. And I, of course, being untutored, unmentored and also a nice guy, I came to believe that this was a a symptom of great psychological dysfunction. And so I came to uh, be afraid. I came to be afraid of what I was turning into, not knowing that at that particular juncture of my life, the barrier between my unconscious and the conscious was getting thin. So at that point in my life, I was concerned that I would be consumed by this red force. And this, of course, didn't happen. But looking at what is happening in the world these days, my intuition was correct. Because sometimes this red force does possess young men as I already spoke to. So I understood this intuitively, that there was something happening inside of me that wasn't right. But I also didn't know how to be with it. And so here I have all of this anger, all of this power in me, but all that I have access to is my mind. I feel safe in my mind and in my ideas. And so gradually I become rigid inside. I start to sort of shut down. And now there's a a saw, a chainsaw. Yeah. Well, I'm as close to nature as I managed to be up here. Regardless, just to wrap up this first part, the idea that I had some level of rigidity that started to set in, where I started to have to control myself so much. I, I had to control that this red force didn't get unleashed on the people in my life. And so I started being at war with myself. This is actually how I started to meditate. I became a spiritual man because I was terrified of the Red Force. I told myself the story that I wanted to be enlightened, but the truth is I was terrified of the Red Force. I didn't know what it was. I had to become 28 years old before I started to understand what this Red Force was. Not a single person. Isn't this insane? Not a single person in 28 years of life on this planet had actually told me about these things. And you might be 40 or 50 years old and nobody has told you about these things because our culture is absolutely bonkers. We try to bypass the Red Force and pretend it isn't a thing. And this is why people are falling apart at the seams with anxiety, with illness, with loneliness, with fear, and with, yeah, with potentially even with cancer, as Gabor Mate talks about in The Wisdom of Trauma. The price you're paying for repressing anger is terrible, and all of your personal power just goes straight out of the window. And so let's return in part two to uh, to discover how you can shift this around and how you can start taking your personal power back. We'll talk to you after the break. As a listener to the Walking with the Archetypes podcast, you are part of a growing minority of men who want to reclaim their personal power. You want to know why the world is still burning and why you keep experiencing the same problems over and over again. Most of all, you want to be free to live the life that you were born to live. Yet the reality is that we men are struggling, with hearts full of shame and minds full of lies. Yes, we all lie, and so do you. Our lives become days of quiet desperation. And what is the way out? Facing our demons and the truth of who we are. To help you do that, I have created the Ultimate Intro to Masculine Archetypes Training, a powerful six-week immersion into the themes of this podcast. And men are constantly raving to me about their breakthroughs after having gone through it. When you are ready to take the next step and give yourself this powerful experience, go to innerthroneacademy.com U-I-M-A and use the discount code PODCAST for 10% off. And now, back to the program. All right. Alright, so how can we deal with the problem of repressed, suppressed anger? How can we start becoming healthy again? How can you, particularly if you're a man listening, how can you, as a recovering nice guy, stop being so, pardon my French, full of shit, so utterly incongruent in yourself, that you keep doing things that you don't want to do. You keep smiling when you actually want to scream. You do all kinds of stupid stuff until eventually one day you blow a fuse and you lash out against people in a way that terrifies you. And now you try to control yourself even more until the next time you blow and you go deeper and deeper into a hole of repression and self-contraction. You become rigid as all hell. You know what I'm talking about. So, here's the deal. Anger is healthy. Anger gives life in the sense that when you reclaim anger, the level of life force and vitality that you have in your system is going to skyrocket. Anger protects life. Because anger is the force of a boundary. It doesn't need to be reactive anger. It can be very composed anger, like, no. No further. And if you don't have that, innocence is in great peril. Justice is in great peril. Because you as a man don't have what it takes to stand up for what needs to be protected. Just feel into that for a moment because this is so common for men these days. And I, I don't want to shame this because I've experienced it and like almost all of the men that I know have experienced it. But the moment that you realize and this moment may be now that when you repress your anger This cascade of negative circumstances just enter your life. And you can't protect those you love. You can't protect the innocence that lives inside of you. Or the innocence that lives inside of others. When you start really grokking that. If you start feeling disgusted with yourself. If you start developing an allergic response to yourself. I encourage you to fully open to that because this is the suffering that precedes breakthrough in order to start to reclaim your anger start mapping out all of the things that you're frustrated with all of the things that annoy you if you're super repressed your anger will always be shared in the form of, oh, I feel a little bit frustrated, oh, I feel a little annoyed. You will, yeah, a little, you will, you will add diminutive words to it so as to make yourself less threatening. And you will be this um, contorted person as you actually feel something, anger, fierceness. But you're trying to adapt to your projection of what other people want, and what your projection of what the culture wants, which is for you to be a nice boy. And so you're ad- ad- adapting to that image, and you become this contorted, uh, really um, edgy kind of person. And so, so that's the thing that that you're aiming to change with an when you start mapping out annoyance, frustration, all of these things. You have these words and then once you have your list, maybe some of them are anger on your list, but when you have that list, just get to the place of ramping up these. If, you, if your words are, I feel a little annoyed with the way that my partner does this then try on the words, I am furious that my partner disrespects my boundaries. That could be one expression. And if that, even the idea of doing that, feels threatening to you, like even the idea of doing that makes you feel like you're some sort of savage axe murderer or something like that, then now you know that you are utterly repressed. And at a pathological level of, of conflict with yourself. Which is almost guaranteed to trigger the very things that you're trying to prevent. So, so take this list and just ramp up everything on the list to max red. Anger, rage. You know, Just try it on. And then give it energy. You can even visualize what you do in the most savage way in order to enact this red energy. And this is the kind of thing where our culture believes that that's so violent. That is so terrifying. That is so destructive. This is how messed up we are. We think that by allowing an energy, in this case red, the spectrum of red, to live inside of us and to play with it a little bit internally, then we automatically become dangerous, violent creatures. The reality is exactly the opposite. Because your task, my friend, is to to develop dominion over this energy consider the fullness of your being as a spectrum, a gamut of energy, of colors. And that there are parts of that spectrum, bands of that spectrum that you have no dominion over because you're not trained. If you're repressing anger, anger and power is part of your spectrum that you have no dominion over. And so you get absolutely lopsided when you have a confrontation with somebody, when you need to have a boundary, and you turn into somebody that just flows with the wind. You tag along with the group mentality. You join in with the hive mind. You have no sovereignty. You do not know who you are. And ultimately, if push comes to shove, you will be willing to do the most atrocious things in order to belong to the collective this is what happens in war this is what happens in second world war in nazi germany the people who had been most unsuccessful most unexpressed before the war started they became the worst war criminals because they were the ones who were terrified of being exiled now that they'd been given an opportunity to be somebody See, when, when our motivation is to be loved inside of a group rather than to stand firm in our values and principles, when we just want to be accepted and loved because we haven't felt expressed in our life, then once we are given a platform for that, we will use it for all it's worth. And thus the nice guy becomes a serial killer in order to remain the one who is loved. That is why in a recent community call I said, nice guys in the coming years are about to get terrifying. Terrifying. Because the forces of tyranny are still building in our world. There's absolutely no question about this. Just look at the data. Governments around, at least the Western world, but the world in general, are centralizing power. Changing the election systems, changing the laws, ...violating the Constitution. And the world, being full of nice guys, are just watching it. Oh, I guess that's okay. I guess they want to take care of us. Just watching it. Let that one slide far enough. And you live in a tyranny. And the person who didn't have the guts... ...to stand for something, while there was still time... ...he will be that very person who guns down people in a classroom in the United States. Because he did not have the capacity to stand up and be counted as somebody who had an opinion that was fully his own. So you have to play with these red energies if you are going to be safe with the power. You have to play with these red energies in order to serve innocence, in order to serve love, in order to serve the people who you care about. This red energy is life. It, like, literally is life. It is vital force. And without it, you are empty, like all the way inside. There is nothing in you. You turn into a zombie without the red force, a zombie that does what he's told. Harsh words? Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe you're paying attention. Maybe this is exactly what you need to hear. So you have a list. You have an instruction to play with this red force in your inner world. Of course, you don't enact this in in, the form of actions. And you could do breath work. You could destroy things. You could work out in a very strong, savage way. Whatever is needed. Maybe play, fight. Whatever you need to do in order to make the energy of anger to move, do it. Move the red force. Find it giving you life. Find yourself becoming increasingly open and joyful and loving. Find yourself being somebody who isn't so easily triggered. Find yourself being in a body that doesn't have all of these tensions anymore because you are running with your own energy now. You're allowing your own internal natural essence to be what is guiding your hand and your speech. You know this. I mean, you would have turned on the, turned off this damn thing by now if you didn't know that this is true. And so that's why I encourage you to sit down after listening to this and just plan out what you can do over the next week to play with this red energy. And of course, uh, we have containers inside of Reclaiming a Throne where you can do more of this work In uh, Q3, here in 2021, uh, right now it's late June 2021, we will be opening up ritual containers where you can be doing work with anger and personal power. This is a container that is typically only for the members of the Forge, our membership. But we're changing our platform, we're changing our system so that anyone can come in and start to work on the Red Force. This includes even women. So I'm excited about that and uh, you can find information about that in the show notes for this podcast. And for now, I think that's quite enough. Let's return now to nature. Some intensity today, my friend. (laughs) I guess that really is the name of the game on the Walking with the Archetypes podcast. We don't mess around here. We go to the places where a culture dares not, and it's it's a strange time in history where we literally are in that time, where all of these statements like, "You have to rise now, brother," like it's urgent. All of those statements. I've been using those statements for a while, and I meant them all along, but right now, there really isn't any waiting anymore. It has to happen. ...literally now... ...well... ...let's not think too much about the... ...alternative to that happening. Just know... ...that we're not playing a game anymore. We are literally... ...at the time in history... ...where a man... ...exactly like you... ...needs to pay attention... ...and to wake up... ...and to reclaim your power... ...otherwise the world that we have wanted for our children may be no more. Though my sense as I stand here looking over the river and feeling actually very happy, feeling very spacious and grateful to you for, for listening, it's just unquestionable. We, we got this. And as we become even more aligned with nature, and not the perversions of the abstracted mind. We, we feel more and more at home in the world. You know, on a, a, a sweet summer day like this, it's just full of such deep blessings. You know, all of the flowers that I have around me, white, yellow, purple, I don't know their names in English, and the the beautiful trees and all of the people that are doing work to make their homes look a little bit more lovely. Now let's not take it for granted. We have been given such blessings. And when I realize just how blessed I have been, I I want to bow and say thank you. And so, I wish for you that you can feel a bit of gratitude at the end of this podcast with me and that uh, you enjoy your work with the red energy. And I'm going to start preparing now for midsummer in this, this place in the middle of Sweden. Actually, the nature here is lovely, though I do have a little bit of a a sweet spot for the place out by the ocean. That is my home. Be well. Have a lovely, lovely, lovely weekend. And uh, I look forward to reconnecting with you again next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me in this week's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you are invited to come walk with me next Friday where we will take another deep dive into the archetypal rubs. To go deeper with this Masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive, free guide.